Well, hey, what do you know? We're going to talk a lot of racing on this podcast. Um, we will have later on in the week a look back at the Colts Monday night game here on the Twinity Podcast. Um, Major League Baseball playoffs, as you know, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm recording this Monday afternoon. Just got word that Game 4 has been postponed until Tuesday after the White Sox uh, had a big win on Sunday night, even though there was points of that game where it did not look pretty. I think they found themselves down again 5-1. to one. So, um, uh, man, we'll see what happens coming up against the Astros. Uh, we're going to talk with my friend Sean Dunham coming up here on the Tony D Podcast about all things racing from Formula One to, again, the big test last week at the Speedway with Jimmy Johnson and Roman Grosjean and little NASCAR playoffs of what happened yesterday at the Roval. Um, want to thank, as always, Flooring is Forever, flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. Harley, for hanging out on my birthday this past Friday. We're going to talk about what I did. Um, had a nice little birthday week as well. Uh, but check them out online, flooringisforever.com, for all of your flooring and carpeting needs, whether it's your business or your home. Harley has you covered with over 20 years of honest experience in the Indianapolis area. Flooring is forever. Dot com birthday was cool. Uh, the Larry Bird year turned thirty three. Kind of started last Sunday when uh, spur of the moment we decided a couple buddies of mine to drive to Dayton um, to catch an Incubus concert at eight o'clock. It was about five o'clock on a Sunday. This was not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, and um, decided, hey, let's go check out Incubus in two hours or two and a half hours, and. Uh, we got there on time and then kind of rolled into Wednesday at the test, went over to a working man's friend, had a great cheeseburger. If you haven't done that uh, and you live in, in the Indianapolis area, uh, check their times. I believe they're open 11 to 3 every day, cash only, uh, but get yourself a double cheeseburger. Um, uh, my buddy Aaron that went with me said it's one of the best bowls of chili he's ever had, and I can vouch and say that it is definitely one of the best cheeseburgers I've ever had, uh, so check them out. Um, whenever you get a chance over there, I think it's in Hallville, just just west of downtown. Before you get into Speedway, off of like Tenth and Belmont, uh, so check out a working man's friend. Shout out to them. Got to go over to Sarah Fisher's go kart track. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I couldn't get the slick track figured out. I kept spinning. Um, saw my life flash in front of my eyes a few times. Pretty good on the road course. Um, didn't have any problems there. Won the race. Um, not saying I was very fast, but you know. I did have the fifth fastest time on the one or two laps that I actually got going on the slick track. And I think I rode the wall Kyle Larson style uh, throughout that lap. So I was very, very proud um, of myself. And then obviously with the baseball playoffs starting up. And Thursday got to go to, um, shout out to my buddy Matt Myers at Kevin's Clubhouse on Twitter. Got to go to the links at the... Uh, Indianapolis Indians field, the victory field. So you basically walked around and you teed off from the outfield um, kind of grass area where you would sit. Um, it, um, and then uh, you got to go all the way around up into the upper deck above first base to tee off. You got to tee off from one of the luxury suites up there above home plate. Um, you know, you weren't really teeing off with the, with the driver. You were using smaller clubs, you know, eights, uh, wedges. But that was a lot of fun. Um, and then got to go to Texas with the Texas Roadhouse for dinner because I wanted to do, damn it, that or Olive Garden, and Olive Garden gave us crap service, so we got up and left and had a great evening, Matt and I, at um, eating rolls and steak over at over at um, Texas Roadhouse. So I was super excited about 
that, and then Friday, birthday, went downtown, did a little bowling, uh, went and saw JMV at Average Joe's in Broderpool for his Bud Light Blue Friday. That was a lot of fun. Um, kind of drank my pain away since the White Sox had gotten smoked um, the night before and then did not look good uh, from about the fourth inning on on Friday in that game number two. So uh, great birthday. Thanks, everybody, for, for, for reaching out, um, sending me well wishes. Also, shout out to Matt. Uh, got me a awesome pair of Chuck Taylors, my first ever Converse, first ever Chuck Taylors with the NBA Jam edition. So check those out on my Twitter at Tony D Indy as well. A guy who came out and hung out with me for my birthday, good friend of mine, Sean Dunham at Shawnee Demo Twelve on Twitter. Uh, we're going to bring him on, kind of give you a fan's perspective of what's going on in all things racing, from IndyCar to NASCAR to Formula One. He follows it all, travels to a lot of races as well, just for leisure. We've done a lot of racing together. Uh, we met being Thomas Schechter fans back in the day. Sean, thanks for your time here and joining us on the Tony D Podcast. I want to start with this. The Roval, Kyle Larson wins it, but 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 it's it's not really about winning the race, and especially the last two weeks with Talladega and the Roval. It's just been chaotic. What do you think about this uh, this, this type of track being in, in, in the playoffs for NASCAR? Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. It is about survival at Talladega and the Roval. Uh, that's what NASCAR wants. Uh, delivers pretty much every year. Um, the cutoff at the end of this race today wasn't the closest, I think, because Lowski advanced by like 25 points. With about 10 to go with Harvick and Truex and him all right within a few points of each other. It's pretty exciting. Uh, then obviously Larson and those guys coming through with drama. I mean, Larson almost got cut off today when he had the battery problem. So mm-hmm. pretty unpredictable for sure. It's been a good weekend so far of racing. We had Formula One this morning. Uh, let's go to the IndyCar test. Let's start out on Wednesday. Uh, Roman Grosjean, Jimmy Johnson testing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I was shocked, shocked that IndyCar decided not to stream this or to go on YouTube Live. But, I mean, these are, I think, the two biggest names in IndyCar racing right now. Yeah, I think definitely a seven-time Cup Series champion and – a star of a Netflix series and the most horrific crash of the past five years. Uh, he's page views no matter what he does. So definitely surprising. I remember what, when Alonzo did his rookie test, they had what millions of people tune in. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And this just like a normal Wednesday in Indianapolis got two all time drivers testing and no coverage on the internet. What do we think about Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson probably going full time, both of the next year. Obviously we know Grosjean has been, officially announced we're not sure exactly yet if johnson's going to run all the races or just the road and street plus the indianapolis 500 but uh, do we look at indycar as a like a like a place where these nascar and f1 rejects not that jimmy johnson the nascar reject but <laughs> land or is this just people see the potential of indycar how competitive it is and it's a sport that's going to continue to grow over the next couple of years i think so they're both kind of the same storyline right like two rookies that have had success in previous careers, previous series, but they're almost two completely different cases. Like Jimmy's there, he's retired, just hanging out, doing his like boyhood dream, right? Well, Roman's mm-hmm. trying to like advance his career, and I could see him winning Lamar one day too. So, uh, Grosjean's obviously going to be top five in the championship, I think. High equipment, very talented. If you look back, uh, F2, F3, all those when they were spec series in Europe, he won all those championships. So now he's back in the spec series. Uh, that's all he needs, apparently, because he didn't really have good equipment in his final few years of Formula 1. Where Johnson, you know, he'll be good at Indy. It'll be fun to watch at Gateway if he does the full schedule. But as far as everything else, it's cool to have him there, but it's not like people have high expectations, especially after their first year, I feel like. 
let's go back a year ago. Let's just say we're sitting at the Harvest Grand Prix weekend, and I said, hey, man, a year from now we might be out here watching Roman Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson take the rookie orientation programs. What would you have said uh, back to me? Would you think I was crazy? Uh, well, I think you're crazy anyway, but yes, yeah. I would have definitely uh, not believed you. Um, I knew there were rumors about Grosjean, but then he had that big crash, and it was like, why would he want to go racing in America, right? But he's a racer. It's what he does, and uh, he's loving it. Jimmy Johnson, I think that's definitely the shock, um, doing the whole road tour schedule this year. Nobody – like, same thing, kind of rumored, right, Tony? But at the same time, like, kind of far-fetched, it seemed like, until it actually happened. Yeah, and you don't do your rookie orientation program at the Speedway in October if you don't have the intentions to running the 500 exactly. next year. And you go back to May, I mean, you know, obviously nobody can be in his shoes except for himself. But, I mean, even you and I talked about it. How do you sit there on pit road in the NBC pit box? You get the feeling of, of race day and the hype around it and how exciting it is. Then you look at the team that you're employed by, uh, all four cars are starting in the top 10. Polo almost wins the thing, ends up finishing second. It's not like you're sitting there and you, as Jimmy Johnson going, man, next year, man, I, I don't want to be in the back. You know you're going to be in a very competitive car. Exactly, yeah, because what they had, TK, Polo, Dixon was on the pole, Polo finished second in the race. Definitely top-notch equipment. It'd be different if he was running for you know, a lesser team, but when you have literally the best cars on the grid, how can you not say yes to that opportunity to run in the greatest race in the world? We uh, there's been some rumors the last couple of weeks, nothing official quite yet, but it looks like Andretti and Andretti Autosport are going to uh, have some some more and more uh, ventured interest in Formula One. Uh, what does that mean on the landscape? And do you see Colton Herta eventually making that uh, that trek over the pond to run Formula One? Well, obviously, Formula One is owned by Liberty Media, which is a U.S. based company. Uh, they have what partial ownership in Meyer Shank Racing, which also kind of has an Andretti tie in. They are a partial owner of Meyer Shank Racing, so kind of a weird all Liberty. And then of course the Netflix series seems like formula one's never been more popular in the States, at least in my lifetime. Uh, I know Coda sold out in a couple weeks, uh, but yeah, having an Andretti own a formula one team with possibly American driving it, does it get better than that for uh, the American motorsports market? I don't think so. Unless you get like Kyle Larson to go over there, but either then that's not realistic, but yeah. um, an American and an Andretti car in formula one would be, out of the off the charts, unbelievable. You you mentioned the Netflix documentary, and everybody loves Drive to Survive. And I think, you know, with the pandemic going on, that 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 show became even more popular here in America. You get the Coda race coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and something that you know kind of turns heads, IndyCar, NASCAR. I feel like IndyCar and NASCAR, sorry, Formula One and NASCAR have really taken a step forward in popularity. We see Alvin Kamara. Who's a, who's a NASCAR fan putting NASCAR on his shield. And it seems like Formula One and NASCAR really benefited from a documentary. NASCAR running different races on Wednesday and Thursday nights during a pandemic. IndyCar has grown a little bit from a competitive standpoint, but I feel like F1 and NASCAR really took steps forward in the popularity in the market of America when IndyCar didn't. Do you feel that same way, or do you think IndyCar has also grown over the last year or two? I do agree. I mean, I think IndyCar obviously has grown. Uh Grosjean's obviously helped quite a bit. I think more of the young F2 drivers that don't have the budget to make Formula One, they're coming to America instead of going to sports car racing. Um, F1's definitely made leaps, much more leaps than NASCAR IndyCar. Uh, what NASCAR had, NASCAR Wives, I guess. I don't know if you count that yes. as a <laughs> documentary show. Um, yeah. But NASCAR will do anything to make a buck, right? So, mm. um, 
Well, it is the WWE of auto racing, I would say. And you know what? That's why I love it. You're going to turn in every Sunday. You're going to see something crazy. You're going to see Chase Elliott telling Kevin Harvick Merry Christmas when it's only October 10th or whatever it is yeah. after uh, he wrecks Ryan Thumb. That was pretty fun. That reminded me of like NASCAR Thunder today, Tony. The, remember the intimidation <laughs> button? Yep. The guy gets behind you and Harvick is like three car lengths ahead, but he still hit the wall. But anyway, yes. Um, IndyCar would benefit greatly from a documentary type series. And it sounds like they have one of the works. Nobody knows for sure, but uh, that'd be must-see TV for me. Well, I don't know about it, like a Drive to Survive series, but I do know there will be a documentary um, around a very popular IndyCar driver that's going to come out in fall. We'll get to that uh, a little bit more when that gets closer. Um, let's see with the NASCAR topic. Thoughts on the 2022 schedule? They add Gateway, uh, but also something that is very important to you and I and what we do together when you and I go to races, which is which is four or five times a year, uh, we're going to get the Truck Series back at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park or Lucas Oil Raceway. I, for one, am certainly looking forward to that. Oh, 100%. I never made it up to IRP for any of the Xfinity races or the truck races. Mm-hmm. I grew up in like an IndyCar household, so I wasn't allowed to go to see those <laughs> uh, fenders run, even though <laughs> I lived in Claremont. I grew up in Claremont, but I never made it to that race. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait for the trucks. Uh, obviously – you know, resuming the Indianapolis road course for the cup and the Xfinity series, pretty good show this year, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a typical road course race, right? It starts from the beginning. They get strung out. You get a stage yellow. Somebody blows through a curb, debris everywhere, red flag, you know, typical NASCAR stuff. Uh, but definitely gateway. That's the big thing for me. So this year, after years of having several ovals within a couple hours of us, right, Tony, we've been to Chicago. We did Michigan. We did Kentucky. All those were gone this year. Yep. Uh, there's only one Michigan race. Obviously, the Speedway was on the road course. So having an oval back in the Midwest at Gateway, I bought my tickets. Uh, the day they went on sale, I pre-ordered them. Um, so I got my seat saved. Uh, but, yeah, it's great to have another oval race in the Midwest for the Cup Series. Sean Denham joins us, my buddy, Shawnee D. At Shawnee D. Mode 12 on Twitter, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about – a gateway and you know just bringing another oval to the midwest look we know nascar is 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 a national series and so is indycar even though the core audience for indycar is here in in the midwest but for nascar to go to a gateway and say look we like what you're doing you promoted the indycar race very well you've done good with our with, with with our truck races um, NASCAR continues to think outside of the box. And, and I'm not diehard NASCAR guy. I follow it. But I do appreciate and have always given them credit for always thinking outside of the box. And I think Gateway is, is a part of that. 100%. I think NASCAR kind of got complacent maybe five, six, seven years ago, doing the same 26 tracks a year, you know, Mother's Day off, Easter off. Same kind of – they kind of got into a groove, right? But I feel like past couple of years, I think management's changed. Uh, they're doing Coda. They did the Roval. That, the Roval really was the first one to mix it up, right? And they all wrapped yeah. on the last lap. Uh, and that really opened NASCAR's eyes to change is what will make them grow. Uh, they're getting stagnant. So, obviously, I thought adding Gateway was interesting because it's an independent track. It's not part of SMI. It's not part of ISC. So, yeah. you know, take a date from Pocono. So, now Pocono only has one date. So, Which take is fine. one from an Which independent is fine. track. Yeah. The doubleheader weekend was cool, but at the same time, it's Pocono. So, Take them to a shorter track, not quite a short track. I think it's a mile and a third, maybe, Tony. Is that yeah. right? Um, but still, they're on the brakes hard in turn one. Uh, hard to say how much they'll be able to pass. IndyCar obviously can't really pass there, but they're going 40 miles an hour faster. Uh, but the Cup guys, uh, I'm sure they'll be beating and banging down in turn one at uh, me, St. Louis. 
Let me put you on a spot here. Obviously, they're going to L.A. to go oh, to the Coliseum for the Bush Clash. It's going to be awesome. Um, do you think we'll ever see NASCAR on a street circuit? I think we will. I don't think it'll be the Chicago street circuit. The problem with street circuits are so many of the corners are off camber and just 90 degrees. I feel like for a cup car, that would not make for a good product. Um, I think thinking of the IndyCar schedule, St. Petersburg would be cool. Uh, I mean, Cleveland Airport was one of the best. That's not really a street track, right? But it's not yeah. a, a permanent road course. Uh, but the Chicago track, they had on iRacing. A lot of stop and go, 90-degree corners. Cool location around Grant Park, right on the lake there. But uh, I think they can do better than downtown Chicago for a street race. And I think there is a good market in Chicago. Uh, you and I went to Chicagoland race a few times, but again, you mentioned complacency and I think that's what happened. You know, Kentucky, Michigan, Texas, like these one and a half, two mile tracks for NASCAR. So I do give them credit for um, thinking a little bit outside of the box. Um, you've been to a lot of tracks, NASCAR wise, IndyCar wise. Um, we kind of like to do the fans perspective here. What's one of the, the top two, maybe give me two tracks that you've been to that you really enjoy going to, whether it was a NASCAR race or IndyCar. I'll give you I'll give you a top three. So obviously, I mean I'm from Indianapolis. The motor speedway is great. Mm-hmm. Is it the best as a fan to watch the race? Probably not. You can't see the whole track. They have great huge TVs, right? The atmosphere is amazing. As yep. far as actually watching the race, may not be the best place. I went to Daytona in August. That was awesome. All fan orientated. The different activations and the injector zones they call them, right? So you have your Chevy Center and your Exalta Paint Center and your Sunoco, whatever. That was awesome. Uh, I did Watkins Glen for the IndyCar race in 2016. So Labor Day weekend, uh, that was awesome. Walked around, um, went to the bus stop chicane, started in the S's, just kind of walked around the whole race. I think Dixon won going away. wasn't the best product, but uh, I think that's the glory of road courses, right? You can walk around, uh, check out different concession stands, check out different spots to watch the race for like a $35 GA ticket. That's hard to beat uh, no matter what track it is. Sean Dunham, my buddy, Shawnee D, you're going to hear him a lot more as we uh, continue to launch forward a new website here over the next couple of months. We appreciate you joining us here on a Sunday night, and uh, I'm looking at a uh, autographed hero card of Marty Roth. Oh, baby, my man, Marty Roth, Thomas Schechter, and uh, uh, Kosuke Matsura. That was oh. like 2005 in a nutshell for me. Love well, those guys. And what people don't know is I'm not just pulling friends off the street that like, whatever, like – you know racing. We've gone a lot of races together. We met because we were big Thomas Schechter fans back in the late 2000s. So um, we're going to do a lot more stuff coming up with this new website. I can't can't mention what it is yet to the to the general public, but it's certainly something that I think people are going to pay attention to. And uh, we're looking forward to having you uh, on board and uh, having some fun throughout 2022. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Can't wait to do this again. Big shout out to my buddy Sean there. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll continue to have him on, give you a little bit of a fan's perspective of kind of what's going on. Um, as you know, I, I follow a little bit of NASCAR um, enough to to know what I'm talking about, but I don't really follow Formula One, and I want to give that perspective as well and bring on somebody that definitely does. So shout out to shout out to uh, Shawnee Demo there. Big thanks to the UPS store on Olea Road in Fishers, the UPS store. Oler Road and Fishers has everything you need to pack and ship for your small business. Head in today to help out when it comes to anything to do with your small business needs. At the UPS store, you can have packages professionally packed by your local UPS store certified expert. It is backed with their pack and ship guarantee. Check out the friendly faces on Oleo Road and Fishers, 11650 Oleo Road. Give them a call, 317 578 
9-4. A couple other things that has, have came out um, this morning. Jack Harvey, and that car looks so good with high V. Um, in the 45 car, now this is this was different than what I was told, so um, I will own that. I, I was told that Harvey was going to be in the 30 now. Um, we don't know if the 30 crew has shifted to the 45. I ran into somebody who works at Ray Hall last week, and he said, we don't know who's on which car and what engineer is going to be in which car and which crew is going to be in which car just yet. So, you know, just because it is the 45 car in a service doesn't mean that that's not the number two car, kind of where the 30 has been uh, behind the 15 of Graham Rahal. Shout out to Graham Rahal, too. Super nice of him uh, to reach out on Twitter when my grandfather passed away. Last week, um, so we'll see. It looks like what I am assuming happened was is, um, you know, Graham's got a lot of sponsors. Whether it's Fifth Third, whether it's um, United Rentals, whether it's One Cure, and they all decided, hey, we're going to hop back on. Okay, so then that that takes the 15 car out of the, out, of, out of the way. Well, Jack Harvey probably brought some money. Hy-Vee probably bought the rest, and they said, hey, let's do this. They they probably. I'm assuming, even though they were, I was told that they won an American, um, met Jack Harvey and couldn't say no. I mean, the guy's got an infectious smile, super great dude, a lot of talent. So excited for him to be in that car. Looks like uh, Christian Lungard might be the the driver tabbed for the 30, um, which, again, could be the 45 team. Could It could just be a rebranding. Um, maybe Hy-Vee wanted to stick with the number 45 because they've done a lot of marketing already. Um, as you've seen... On a lot of Twitter or Facebook pages, a lot of marketing inside of their um, grocery stores where they're branding and they're marketing the number 45 car, but it's not necessarily tied to a driver, so they can still use a lot of those shirts and hats and, and, and billboards and banners that they put up inside the store. So that's just my assumption, uh, but really happy for Jack Harvey. Um, again, Kyle Larson wins. I uh, wanted to mention this. This might be a little, uh, uh, this might be a topic that. Um, you know, I'd asked on Twitter, didn't really get a lot of run, um, which which was fine. Um, but 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 a guy, uh, Davy Hamilton Jr. Um, he was arrested a few years ago uh, for pretty much trespassing, kidnapping his ex girlfriend for the most part. Um, didn't really see much run on it, but he returned to USAC Silver Crown Racing. And uh, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I don't know if you know how much training or or not really training, but how much. Uh, you know, work he's done to get himself back, not only physically, but mentally. Um, I'm sure he's gone through sensitivity training. I'm sure that he's learned this. Um, I did listen to the interview that um, I believe I retweeted, and it looked like he was very happy to be back on the racetrack, very excited. Um, And, you know, I'm never going to condone, obviously, what he did, and but I but I do believe in second chances. So um, the jury's out on that. I don't know if that was even on anybody's radar, but, you know, being a racing podcast for the most part, I like to tackle some of those tough, tough subjects. So um, I do believe that everybody deserves a second chance in life, and you hope that he learned and nothing ever comes near that again um, from anyone, but, but especially him. And we'll just have to see. I don't. I don't know the guy. Um, I, I've never met the guy. I, I do know a little bit more about that past situation than I probably should, but I'll leave that um, off the record. So uh, we will go from there on that. All right. I did promise this. And I know some of you have been waiting for it. A funny um, from the paddock story, and I like to share a lot of these when I get them. I know when Luke Edwards was on last week, we shared a couple good ones as well. Um, 
so I'm not going to name who this person was, but it's a, it's a hilarious story. So I don't think he's going to mind me sharing it. But um, if you know, you know. So in 2003, now if you remember uh, back at the Indy 500, and I, I don't know, we'll have to ask like Mike Thompson on on Twitter. Actually, I will. When the pit boards and the pit signs um, went away, you know, each team would have a guy in the pit wall that separated the pits at the speedway to the racetrack. And it was probably, I don't know, I've never actually really walked out there, but I would say it's probably a three foot deep, like you go down and then you can, you know, you can duck if a car wrecks or you can, you know, have your pit board down there and ride on it when needed. Uh, I, they, they don't do that anymore, I don't believe. Um, I don't sit on the front row day for the 500. I've really never even, like, double-checked, but I'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore. So, anyway, here's a funny story. Um, this guy was working the pit board, and it was under caution. And, look, you're out there for three, four hours sometimes, um, you know, and sometimes you got to take a leak. So, this guy was was taking a leak into, the, uh, into a water bottle under caution, looks up, and... Scott Dixon under yellow wrecks into the pit wall like four feet in front of him, and dude literally just pees all over his fire suit. And I'm just thinking, uh, you know, you're obviously bending down, but there's thousands of people right there in front of you and around you. Um, but I guess when you got to go, you got to go, and it, it kind of bit him there. So I thought that was a pretty funny story that I definitely wanted to share uh, with you guys. Um, all right, so Connor's Pub, big thanks to them, Connor's Pub in Broad Ripple. Uh, big Bears win yesterday. You know, the NFL is such a week-by-week league. Everybody kind of thought the Raiders would probably go in and win this game. Um, Bears get a win. Colts coming up on Monday night tonight. Um, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you probably ought to know the outcome. Um, I'm going to say that they lose tonight as I take this on Monday afternoon. But we shall see. As always, thanks to all the sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Tony D Podcast. And uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. Thanks to Connor's Pub. And thanks to the UPS Store on Olea Road. Have yourself a great week.